Richie, have you ever considered emigrating to Canada? We have discussed it. Yeah, I found him a nice little house. In where? Montreal? Montreal houses are way too expensive, but there are other areas outside Montreal, like <laughs> Laval or outside Laval, that are near a train station and they're like inexpensive. <laughs> but Richie, you don't speak French, do you? Well, there was also a discussion of me just living in your basement. Yeah, yeah, either one, whatever you yeah. prefer. Chain him to a microphone to record podcasts. No, I'll just keep buying him trolls as bribes. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Yeah, that makes <laughs> sense. Yeah. Oh my god, Aegon, welcome! Maybe that was uh, a diversion so that you would be... Well, yeah, well, I'm glad it was a diversion because I, I, like, have one sentence to say about what he found. What did he find? Are you keeping up with him? I just uh, I just realized he had a YouTube channel. I subscribed to yeah, him yesterday. Like, we're, we're friends. Like, we, yeah. we, like, correspond, like, regularly. Yeah, and, and I follow him on Twitter, too, actually. I kind of know what he's going to do before he does it because he usually, like... You get the inside scoop? Well, it's more that he only does a video when something's 100% working. Ah, okay. So I see him, like, it's, like, 5% ready, now it's 20% ready. Because he has to go through all these, like, iterations of how the thing's going to work. and like You mean, like, like putting something back in the game? Yeah, because it's a really long and complicated process. Yep. Hello? Hi. Hi. We're just talking about Lance's workflow, kind of. Because, like, Sanitis K is the same thing, where, like, they only want to do videos if it's, like finished and they can actually show it off properly so like with the warp chairs it started off with like he got the chair model back and then a couple of days later he got the prompt working can you explain warp chair i i haven't heard of this oh okay that's like six months ago where have you been writing a dissertation yeah it's fine priorities (laughs) in in bloodborne the um the thing that you, was there in, originally instead of the lanterns, there were just chairs. Like <laughs> the chair serious? you find Nicolas in. Oh. No, it, it played into the story in a much more... It makes a lot more sense. Oh. There were chairs like the chairs you find in Yahago with the corpses in them. Makes sense, so you would yeah. sit in those, yeah. Like Maria's you, chair. It, yeah, yeah, you would like strap yourself into a chair and astral project from the chair back to the dream. Oh, interesting. And like that, that was... It wasn't just like the lanterns with a different skin. They had like a menu and everything and when you fu- when you found them, you would ha- there would be like a phantom version of you in the chair. Oh, like your player character specifically? Yeah, no, it was a phantom version of you. Oh, that's cool. So you'd see it in the chair, and then you go and you'd like shake the phantom awake, and like you'd like wake yourself up and then sit in the chair. Oh, that's weird. And you'd li- yeah, you'd like project <laughs> from the chair to the dream and back again. Oh, that's so cool. So, yeah, so he he got them restored. Yeah, but like right. it was a really long process of like. I found the chair model. Then two days later, like, I got the prompt working, but it crashes. And then, like, another couple of days later, the prompt works, but only one of the options doesn't crash. Then, like, later on, I got the phantom working, but when you interact with the phantom, it crashes. So, like, I knew about warp chairs because of Lance, like, a month before he made that video. Wow. But I was just, it's just this drip feed of, like, here's where I'm at now. Because he lives, like, um, a couple of hours away from me. So we're in the same time zone. We're on at the same time. So basically, oh. I'm just like, "Hey, what's up?" Oh, it's like, you know, it's like it's the evening. What are you doing on working on restoring this? And like, yeah, the mm-hmm. thing he most recently found that's like, and because like I like know too much about stuff 
outside of that that I'm able to like tell him, oh yeah, that's that thing is from like this trailer or that asset uh-huh, from yep. this map or whatever. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like what we figured out together is that you know how Dark Souls 3 was gonna have bonfire creation as a mechanic? Yep. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, I do. Um that's you know, the passive man. Yep. Yeah. That was their purpose. Uh, those enemy types? Yeah, those those would become the bonfires. It was only them. Oh, so so you would kill them and then drag their corpse. You'd kill them and then like the passive man itself, the like black blobby thing would appear, and then you'd have two options. One was like purge the spirit, which it refers to the pus itself as evil spirit. So it's like um burn away the evil spirit. And if you did that, it would create a bonfire. Because oh. it's like um, like you'd set it on fire and burn the pus out. But then there was another option that was submit to the spirit. And if you did that then the world would like move into demon souls kind of black world tendency. Yeah. It would right. get it, it would like get a different skybox, the lighting would go dark and you would get different enemies. So that that would have been and so I guess they created two different skyboxes for each area which would explain the Every area has got like eight different skyboxes. It's like really Really? Weird. Okay, so never mind. I was going to say yeah. that the the yeah. the change that occurs in the game now would have been Yeah, no that you would have been able to, it's like Demon Souls world tendency, but you would have been able to set it just manually. Like you can set fire or dark for every area, oh. and then when you went back, you could just kill another passive man and reset it. Why would they? I, I still wish they yeah. had like kept that. Yeah, and it, it looks like um, the other thing he found really recently that like I think only I only he's only shown me because it was almost like a glitch and he can't recreate it. Is you know the pilgrims in Lothric that yep. are like all along the stairs? They can wake up and attack you. No way. Yeah, they they just get up and they like they're not like aggressive, super aggressive, but they're enemies, and they like hobble around the stairs with their staff. And if you get too close, they whack you with it. Huh? And it's this like completely unused animation, but it's in there. And we're like, I don't know. I thought the whole idea behind them originally was that they were just there for so long that they became petrified. But yeah, but like we're wondering if that was to do with the different worlds. Oh like, yeah, maybe yeah, if yeah. You depending did, on the tendency, yeah. If you yeah. did one, depending on the tendency, they would come back. Oh, that that would have been so cool. Yeah, and like another thing he's found recently is like there was a basically someone on 4chan posted a bunch of leaks, a bunch of stuff, and said, "I worked uh, as QA on Dark Souls Three. Oh, okay. I can't say who I am because blah blah blah. Like I would get fired, but here's all the stuff I saw, huh. and like that was it was it was years ago when we just filed it away because it's like it's an anonymous source on 4chan and there's nothing to back. So what the fuck ever. But it's turned out that like a lot of the things they said in that we can confirm now. Oh, cool. So wow. we're starting to think that like okay, this was probably like everything they say is probably true. Huh? Because one of the things they talk about is that um, you would have. You know how you go from like there's Irithyll and then you go down the the like spiral stairs and then there's Irithyll Dungeon. Uh yep. Distant manor to Irithyll Dungeon. Yeah, and then but when you're on the spiral stairs you can look yeah, you can look down and there's like there's like you can see the the gap where the like the ballista and smoldering lake is. Yep. Um originally like that was a complete path, and what would happen is when you beat the boss of Smoldering Lake. You would just walk straight up there to Irithyll. Oh. And there was no Irithyll. The Irithyll dungeon was somewhere completely different, which helps explain the whole, like, why the profaned capital and Irithyll dungeon really don't make very much sense. Yeah, the geography of it is silly. Yeah. Because when K-Stib was on and you were like, 
the the door to the dungeon is in is in a tower. Yeah, we go down, but there's a whole there's a whole yeah. thing above it yeah. that we never access any of that. That door was put there like really late. Uh, they just moved the Erythil dungeon from somewhere else. That's disappointing. So yeah, and there's this whole thing about there being like two different paths to Erythil. There's like an upper path and a lower path, and the game would like fork, and you could take one of them. Hmm. So it was like a non-linear trip to Erythil. Yeah, it's- and there's all this other shit about like like Yorm was the boss of Carthus at that point. Of Carthus? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We, yeah. yeah. And like, because the whole, again, Walnir doesn't really make very much sense. <laughs> but like, again, this is like me and Lance collaborating. Yeah, and Vol- Volnir was in what is now the profane capital, right? And it was, cle- it was clean in there. Yeah, we talked about that when they swapped around. Yeah. And like, we, I now. It's funny, yeah. that was the last episode of Let's Talk Lauren. It was like six months yeah. ago. I, I, I like know now 100% that um, Yorm was Carthus's boss because. Yorm's internal. Uh, all the bonfires have like internal developer names. So they swapped the bosses then. Yeah. So the bo- the boss bon- Volnia's bonfire in Carthus is called Halleck, which is Yorm's internal name. Ah. And Yorm's bonfire is called King of the Dead, which is Volnia. Yeah. Yeah. And from what we gather, like the profane capitals backwards, like you would start where Volnia is and climb up through the dungeon. Weird. And apparently, like, apparently, Walnir wasn't like he was. You could fight him, but otherwise, he was an NPC. Oh yeah, yeah, right. And you would, he would just be in the room, and he was a cover. He was like Nito. He was a covenant leader, and he oh. would offer him stuff. And he would, he was head of the mound makers, and that's why you get vertebra shackles because you would like give the skeleton guy bits of skeleton. Oh, because otherwise, the mound yeah. makers makes very little sense. Yeah, it's like it, everything we find that's been cut makes so much more sense than what we got. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Well, it's like yeah. you were saying, I, I listened to the, the episode you guys did on Aldrich, the podcast you guys did on Aldrich, and just thinking like, oh my god, is it like actually, you know, the, the idea that Aldrich and uh, Sullivan were once Sullivan. the same person? Yeah, which like, I had, I had been saying Aldrich and Sullivan were the same person since before we had any of that. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I said like, I just said like, just from like a narrative point of view, they 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 do one thing, so mm-hmm. it's almost like they got one character and split him in half and made him into two, and that's exactly what they did. Well, I think the only really the only difference is that is or the distinction between them would be their motivation. Yeah. Whereas you know, Sullivan has his whole motivation coming out of the painted world and and wanting to like create a space for himself where you can be you know, have a world of stasis where he's in control, but yeah, and the Aldrich whole thing about just, how he can't accept loss. Mm-hmm. And Aldrich just wants to eat. That's pretty- Yeah. And like, <laughs> even having looked into it deeper, I don't even think the Aldrich boss that we have was ever meant to have anything to, wasn't meant to be Gwendolyn. Because I've looked at them like pretty closely mm-hmm. and it's more just like a guy who dresses similar to Gwendolyn. Yeah, like the the crown is is like it's a similar crown, but it's also a different crown. And like the robes are they're similar, but they're also black, and they don't exactly match. And like Aldrich's, you, you mean the robes is, that the Gwendolyn's yeah. body is wearing? I guess yeah, yeah. But like Aldrich's face is like really long and thin. Gwendolyn's face is quite round, and mm. like I'm pretty sure it was just meant to be. This guy is the head of the Dark Moons. Now the Gwendolyn's gone, and Gwendolyn, and that's so he dresses like Gwendolyn, mm-hmm. 
and he has Gwendolyn's like abilities, but he's not supposed to be like a Gwendolyn like marionette. Okay. And also all that Aldrich boss looks like they were the the head of the grub people. And that's why the Aldrich boss is like a giant grub from the waist down. Oh, what? Yeah, the- exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's like they, they <laughs> like implemented a shuffle function in like the programming <laughs> of the game. Yeah. They just shuffled all the bosses in the areas. Those grub things can like crawl out of the muck in Aldrich's arena. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, it's like this all makes so much more sense now. Yeah, wow. Oh, yeah. Cuz like where the grub people I guess so I guess that explains why we find a grub person in Earthhill. Yeah. That finally yeah. makes sense now. Yeah, that finally makes sense. That's He's crazy. just like a giant grub, so he's the leader of the grub people. <sighs> and yeah. And it's all over the place and like the, there's like a different final boss. There's no Soul of Cinder. Ice Dragon Peak, like an NPC, takes you there instead of you meditating. See, Soul of Cinder is one change. If that was like really a last minute change that I yeah. still really, really like. Yeah, Soul of Cinder like was an NPC to begin with. What? Because because you know like <laughs> on the on the on the front of the box right the the like the iconic set for DS3 is the filing set. Yeah. Yeah. And the intro shows a guy in the filing set just walking Dragon around corpse. doing stuff. Clearly, clearly not Soul of Cinder. It's just a guy. Mm-hmm. And that's because it was just a guy. Well, he's he's, dra- he's dra- dragging a corpse and creating a bonfire yeah, out of it. He, he creates a bonfire out of it. Yeah, because that was going to be that was just mm-hmm. a character in the game. Who like it looks like they would have been the Solar equivalent or something. Just this like knight that you knew who like like they appear at Firelink and they're the one that takes you to Arch Dragon Peak in the end. And like Soul of Cinder is just not in there. What? And the whole, the whole like, the kiln and the dreg heat place at the end of the game just aren't in there at all. They were, like, added, like, really, really late. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Like, the final boss is Pontiff Sullivan, but he's a different character. And <laughs> Yeah. Dark Souls yeah. 3. What the hell happened? Like, is it just that we, we've subjected Dark Souls 3 to closer scrutiny than the other games? Like, because I know the other well, games have cut content as well. <laughs> Yeah. Well, like, I have my own theories. You want to share one or two of them? Okay. So my, my th- <laughs> no, they're secret. <laughs> In the early press for Dark Souls 3, they talk about it like, this is the end. This is the final game in the series. Mm-hmm. This is the end of the trilogy. Then they stop saying that, and they start saying this is about taking the series in a new direction. So I think what happened was... They originally had this, like, apocalyptic story planned where, like, the world would actually have ended. Mm-hmm. And then someone, either, like, people in From got cold feet or maybe someone from Bandai Namco said to them, you can't end the series because at some point we might want Dark Souls 4. So can you just, like, cut some of the more apocalyptic stuff out? And because the game is weirdly structured where... After the Lords of Cinder, you get, like, the eclipse in the sky and the butterflies flying everywhere. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, the apocalypse has started, but then you just beat Lorien and Lothric and link the fire. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, kind of irrelevant that all of that happened. And it looks more like, it It really does look like the end of Dark Souls 3 was going to be the end of the Age of Fire. Because hmm. it looks like what you were going to do was, you would have performed a ritual in Firelink that would have put the fire in Firelink out completely oh. and 
all the firewood and that's untended graves. Mm-hmm. The reason untended graves exist is that was supposed to be the end of the game. You would be in a version of Firelink where all the fires had gone. Oh, out. And then, okay. Right. And you, yeah. know the, you know the big bell tower where Patches, like, traps you? Yep. They would, the reason you, you just buy a key kind of randomly mm-hmm. is because there wasn't supposed to be a key. But what happened is at the end of it, like, you're kind of changing Firelink Shrine's world tendency. And that change in tendency would cause the door to open. Uh, <laughs> you wouldn't be able to get to it normally. And then you'd climb all the way up the tower. Yeah. And then you'd ring the bell again, the bell that wakes you up. And it would wake up the final boss, who was like, we don't know exactly, but it looks like they were Pontiff Sullivan's model and move set. And I presume that the- would have been in the arena where we fight Gundir now? Gundir, yeah. And their name would have been Old King of the Eclipse. Oh, wow. That's a pretty cool boss name, though. Yeah. And we don't really know anything beyond that. And, like, again, we're finding all this shit, like, you know, the Wolf of Farron, how it just sits there and does yeah. nothing? That was a boss. You would have fought the Wolf like you fight Sif. But this is, like, Dark Souls 2 level of change in yeah. direction. The, That's The crazy. weird thing is, like, like, we've looked into a lot of the Bloodborne cut stuff, and a lot of that looks like it was technical. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, they couldn't because, figure out how to, how to manage it. Well, no, it, no, no, the thing is, they... It's Sony, because Sony have a stipulation that if you have a PS4 game that's released on a disc, you have to be able to play the game, like, stream it from the disc. Oh, okay. You don't, yeah. So, it looks like the issue was that the map files were so big that they were originally using that it wouldn't stream properly. Like, it would play fine if you installed it, but it wouldn't stream. Mm. And it was, like, slowing down. And, like, we know, you know the door behind the Cleric Beast? Mm Mm-hmm. That's why that doesn't open. <laughs> it wouldn't be able to load fast enough. Yeah, yeah that, that literally, if the game was running off the disc and you beat the Cleric Beast on your first attempt, Cathedral Ward wouldn't have installed yet. Well, and, so and they- even if the game is installed on the hard drive, you see with speedrunners, yeah. They, they, yeah, exactly. when they're going yeah. through certain parts of the game, there's no floor, no, no textures are loaded, yeah, exactly. nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So it was that, that shit was happening. And like, so they just had to remove the door and make Gascoin mandatory mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and use Gascoin as like a bottleneck to load the game in. And like mm-hmm. Lance got me to test this. So like I uninstalled Bloodborne and put the disc in and ran to Gascoin. Mm-hmm. And it it's by that point it's like five FPS. Oh and yeah. And it's like really, really chugging it, can't move properly. I also probably like, explains like the 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 trap with the ball that's on fire on the bridge. Yeah. The, anything to slow you down. <laughs> everything like the game is it's it looks like it's about to crash it's like really really slow and like by the time i got like it was still slow when i got into urden <laughs> by the time i got out of urden like I, I was just running as fast as i could to make progress and like mm-hmm. it, by the time i got to old yarnum it was fine and but like <laughs> wow yeah. and the, the old bloodborne loading screens too with no item descriptions or anything yeah yeah, yeah it's like <laughs> so yeah like that that looks like because there's all this shit planned for Bloodborne that, like, the Yarnamites were going to turn into beasts under the Blood Moon. Whoa. Like, yeah, that, right. Well, yeah, like, so it would happen and, like, it wouldn't just be Gil, but it would be everyone in Yarnum's going to turn into a beast and attack you. Have they found... Uh, has he? Have they found anything about... Because I remember in interviews it was suggested by Miyazaki that they had a more... Like, they had a beast form in the game that oh, you could no, become blood drunk. That. No, Well... No. well well, there's a stat. The beasthood stat is like 
It's weird because the the beasthood stat is is always in there, but you get resistances to it earlier. Because mm-hmm. the way it works in, in the final game is you don't want to resist the beasthood. You actually want your beasthood to go up because it's like a damage buff. Well, it, it's, in it's al- in, yeah. inversely related to insight, isn't it? Yeah, it's inside and also like Carol runes and armor mm-hmm, and stuff. Mm-hmm. But the idea is like if you want, if you're doing a beasthood build, you want as much beasthood as possible. Yeah. Yep. Whereas in the alpha, it's geared around like resistance to beasthood, like mm-hmm. it's a negative thing. So you want like stuff that cures beasthood and like equipment that stops you getting beasthood. And it's called um, it's called theriomorph. They're not beasthood. Mm-hmm. That's just another fancy way of saying like furry. So. <laughs> So yeah, that's like all the weird shit that we're finding. I still have a lot of stuff to get caught up on. If you've been following the wiki, the Bloodborne wiki, but I've been writing pretty extensively for that, doing like write-ups of which which one? Fextra Life? No, come on, Aegon. <laughs> no, God, no. Bloodborne-wiki.com. Oh, okay. The one that Meth all right. Runs. Yeah, I've I've written most of the cut content stuff. Oh, cool. That. My favorite wiki previously was the wiki dot ones but then for darks like starting dark souls 3 it wasn't really it didn't really add much well, to it yeah meth used to do the wiki dot ones then she moved on to bloodborne oh uh, okay fair enough so like she it's it's called the bloodborne wiki but it's like all written in notepad by her oh wow jeez it just navigates like a wiki it's really obsessive mm-hmm. by the way if 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 i were to like would Either of you know where I could go to get like a paste bin file of, of like like dialogue and item descriptions and stuff for Dark Souls three uh, or the other games? Yeah, there's a game. F- I'll give it to you. It's, oh, that would be amazing. Game game facts document. Oh, that'd be amazing. Because yeah, that's a, something it, that. Oh, the problem is it's a real pain to navigate because it was written for an older version of Game Facts. Uh, well, but theoretically, um, couldn't couldn't I just copy and paste it into a Word document? Yeah, or it's something? just like. No, it, it's fine, but it's like it's it's written. It was written for an older version of GameFAQs, so it's sort of like irritating to read because it makes every like every subheading becomes its own page. Oh, uh, okay. Like you can't just view it as one big document. But yeah, it's. Well, um, I'm, I'm more concerned guy. about like I'd love to have the ability to just search for keywords. Oh, thank you. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, that's some um, all of that's all of Dark Souls three in English and Japanese. Oh, awesome! Thank you. And he has a Bloodborne. Like, he's called Drummer Dave. I've like um. I've corresponded with him a bit. Oh, beautiful. He he doesn't have two or three. He doesn't have one or two. He just has three, and he's got Bloodborne as well. All right. Well, um, thank you for catching me up on everything. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. Uh, Gina slash Co has helped on those as well. Mm -hmm. Did you know they found out who killed Maria Aegon? Who killed Maria? You you know what I'm gonna say, Richie. You gotta back me up on that. <laughs> well, Sinclair thinks Ludwig killed Maria. She's thought this for some time. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I've just what? given up. <laughs> <laughs> no. What happened was, is I made a lore video like a long time ago about how Maria didn't kill herself, how she was actually murdered, right? Okay. And then some people were like, "You crazy." And I was like, no, I'm pretty sure Ludwig killed her for, like, reasons, which I explained pretty clearly. And do you know what Lance found recently? What? Someone did kill Maria. How, uh, how did he find that, though? What do you mean? Oh, no, yeah, that's, that's, that's what happened. Literally. Maria's quest is truncated. I saw a video where she was supposed, she was supposed to be an NPC, right? 
Yeah, originally you would meet Maria, she'd be alive. Mm. And then Simon would tell you to kill her. It meant if you didn't kill her and reloaded the area, Simon would kill her. Really? And then, yeah, so then, and you would still get her, like, slumped in the chair. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you touch the corpse and do the boss fight, but they just, um, I think just for the sake of brevity, just cut that out and had mm-hmm. to start off dead. Yeah, yeah so mm. technically I was right, and it could still be Ludwig in a Simon mess. Huh. Well, yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. 